Hi, everybody. It has been a long time, and I know it's been a while since we've done a throne room talk. But I couldn't get to one this week. So, I decided to share with you some stories. But these stories um, are... My, it's dark in here. I need to turn on light. Hmm. Maybe I'll just go out in the other room. Hi, 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 Greg. Hello, Megan. Hello, Christian. Oh, look who's out here with me, my cat. Oh, hello, Carol. I know, I'm trying to let there be light, but there... For some reason... Oh, there we go. It's a little bit of light. Let's see if we can get some more light. Hello. Hi, Tammy. Oop. I can't seem to... There we go. A little bit more light. Hi, Rosa. Hello, everyone. Leo is here. Where is he? Leo, you want to say hi? There he is. Say hi, Leo. <laughs> Our apartment's a little bit messy. He has had so much energy for the past few nights. Um, it has been... Oh, he's a scratch pad. We're gonna throw his scratch pad. He's had so much energy the past few nights. It's really funny. Hi, Steven. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I know, meow. <laughs> Hi, Michael. It's so good to see everybody today on this nice wintry day. It is extremely cold outside. Well, it was cold last night. It's not as cold as it was um, as it was this morning. And last, last night it was like in the 20s. So let me get set up here and then I will begin my little stories that I would like to tell you. Good to see you, too. All right. Just waiting for some people to log on here. Do Cousin! Hello, Lori. As you know... This title of this is called uh, My First uh, Moments, and the reason why I called it that, hi Emily, was because the I was going to share with you guys um, my first time when I saw the Father, when I went to heaven and saw the Father, and my first time uh, when I saw Jesus, and really... That is what catapulted... Hi, Michigan! Woohoo! Um, that's when what catapulted, catapulted me into 
the ministry that the Lord is just bringing forth in Behold Wonder. Now, Behold Wonder, what was so funny about Behold Wonder was it was just a blog at the first, you know, all I did was um, do writing and, um, yeah, mostly I just did, was just want to do a lot of writing and then um, it just escalated. I got a Facebook page and um, Las Vegas and then, you know, it just blew up. I got invited to speak at some places and then I get hired at church and God was just really exploding. Um, Australia, Helen from Australia. Woohoo. Hi, Linda. Sherry. God just exploded the whole ministry and it just all started with, you know, um, hi, Sherry. Want me wanting to say, um, yes uh, to the Lord and, hmm. You know, I came up with so many excuses, kind of, of, like, why it couldn't happen uh, to me. And then I just realized that, you know, I just need to say yes to him. And then the Lord just really, you know, opened and exploded some of these things. And it's just been a real amazing journey in that process. So... Yeah, so, um, doing the teaching thing, yeah, it's like, guess you can call it that, but it's more, I'm more just chatting, um, and I'm wearing red today, and no specific reason, but I am wearing, uh, oh, I bet it is coming into summer over there, in Australia, so I'm just wearing red today, because it is a red day, yeah, you're right, Cheryl, just say yes. You know, just say yes. That's all you got to do is just say yes. So, um, let's see. I will start with, and these, like I said, these stories is what really launched me into um, more of what Jesus wants to do through me and Behold Wonder Ministry and and um, my journey, you know. Uh, at the beginning, just the first, then the first ones, the first encounters are always usually sometimes one of the most important ones. Um, and you know, just to say, I, oh, my sister's leaving. Goodbye, Doesn't she look nice? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> That's my sister. <laughs> Bye, tingling ting. Bye bye. Enjoy. <laughs> that was my sister. You guys got to see my sister for a little bit. My sister, Dairy. Yes, she is fabulous. <laughs> she is very fabulous. She's a singer, so like she plays worship and piano very well and beautiful voice. Um,. When I start traveling, um, and then next year to different places, to different churches, um, uh, she'll go with me and she'll be the worship person, you know, who comes along with me. So it's always good to bring a team when you start traveling, you know, and the Lord's starting to open up, um, you know, opportunities for me to travel more and to speak into different regions and churches and things. You know, I'm already doing those things on Facebook and, um, you know, all over the place and stuff like that. But 
God is really just opening up um, new doors for me to go to places, you know, um, and I'm really excited about it. And again, I've, you know, the Lord is just directing me in this. All I'm doing is just saying yes. Deep down inside, you know, I, I always wanted to travel and to speak and teach at different places and different churches and to prophesy to a bunch of people, you know, and all that stuff and just inspire people to pursue, you know, a lifestyle of of living in on heaven, you know. And now the Lord had me... Um, I don't really sing, Mary. I'm more of a, I'm a dancer. I'm a ballet dancer, actually. Uh, uh, trained ballet dancer. Um, I'm in a ballet company. Um, so my sister, Derry, sings, and I dance in a ballet company, a Christian ballet company, with my other sister. I have two sisters. And my eldest sister and I do ballet, um, and we're in a professional company. And then... Uh, and it is very professional work, you know, and it's, it's takes a lot of time and these people love Jesus a lot, you know, and it's really, really good. Um, Hey, Nana. Um, I will, I'm working on that more. There's some, a couple of places that have the, uh, for the next year, I'm still talking with them, uh, more on, on what it to be, you know, these places, but you guys will be updated on that, um, where I will be speaking at, um, but that's exciting. You know, it's very, very exciting. I've had a couple of dreams of where the Lord was just kind of starting to open that up, you know, and I'm starting to think more about my team that I want to bring along with me. And it's, you know, it's like I said, it's always good to have a team with you, have people who understand your calling, understand your destiny, you know, and um, that can really pray and intercede for you and also speak life into you as well. Um, when you have... Uh, hearts that are not in the same place when you're traveling. It just causes conflict and things to feel uneven and unsteady, you know, and you don't want that when you're traveling. You want, you, you want a team that is unified. So anyway, I'm supposed to be sharing with you cool stories <laughs> and I have not. Um... So I, I'm so sorry. I just got, got distracted and talking about other things. All right, so I'm going to share with you um, some of my early, my early first time when I saw Jesus. Um, so I was 11 years old. Ooh, Sherry, I would love to do that. That would be really cool. Bethel, that would be really awesome. One day, one day, that would be really cool. Yes, Lord, I say yes. So I was about 11 years old um, when, um, awesome, good to have you. Hello, everybody. All these people joining on now. Hello, hello, Janice. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Pastor. Nigeria, I love Nigeria. Um, so I was 11 years old. Um, Elizabeth, <laughs> yes. Um, 11, I was about 11 years old and, um, you know, not, not really desiring much of anything, you know, just 11 year old boy. Um, during this time when I was 11 years old, uh, the enemy had struck me, uh, with a battle with homosexuality when I was 11 years old. And in that self is, is, um, is a story that I'll say for another time, um, 
I mean, that would be another throne room talk or something like that. But um, I was 11 years old, and I was being attacked. My um, I was being attacked with my identity and struggling and dealing with homosexuality. I'm 11 years old, and I know sometimes it starts younger. It can start younger. Um, but the reason why that happened was because the enemy knew the plans God had on my life. And so he just attacked me with that um, to destroy me, you know. And thank goodness I had a good and wonderful praying family. Yep. And so I remember falling asleep and, you know, and I was having problems making some friends, you know, because I just always felt like the odd kind of guy, you know. Um it seemed like I always got along with girls more, you know, and when I was 11, I always felt like I got along with girls and guys my age. And if I did get along with guys, they were older than me. Hi, Don. So, um, I really wanted friends and I remember asking Jesus for friends, you know, and if Jesus wanted to be my friend and so on, you know, and I remember just you know, having these dreams sometimes of, you know, of Jesus playing Transformers with me, you know, or um, I would just ask him to play Transformers, you know, with my Transformer toys. And I just knew that that is something that in my head I thought, you know, well, why not? Why won't he want to play with me, you know? But, you know, I still felt empty in a way, you know, because, you know, I just didn't know. I didn't know if I could have friends, and I really wanted some. So that night, I go to sleep, um, and when I wake up, uh, there was a light in my room. Now, it it was a light, but it wasn't coming from any source, and that, that that's what was strange. It was like the room was lit up, you know, and I, it was a very odd light. You're like, what kind of light is this? You know, didn't felt scary or anything. It just felt not like a normal thing. And me and my brother used to share a room when we were little, all the way up through high school, all the way till we went to college, through college even we shared. Um, uh, yeah, Robin, for sure, for sure. And so as I was, you know, I woke up and I looked around in the room and kind of figure out where this was coming from. And then I heard someone walking down the hall and so as I'm just kind of hanging out there, you know, wondering what's happening, you know, and I, my heart starts to pound, boom, 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 real heavily, just this heavy pounding on my heart. And I just knew, I knew, I knew that it was Jesus coming. And I, I just knew it. There was no way I just knew he was coming. And it just seemed like those footsteps seemed to last forever. You know, and like, like, when is he going to get to the front door? When is he going to get to the front door? And then, you know, he gets to the front door, the entrance of my room, and he was very happy. Jesus was so happy, you know, and just smiling. He had the most beautiful, beautiful eyes, you know, and um, he looked like just a normal guy. He like, there was like no glory on him or anything. You know, it was just, he just looked like a normal guy, you know, like you see walking down the road, you know, and he was just so kind, so beautiful. And I remember looking at his feet and seeing how his feet were just normal. Like, you know, they, 
I thought he has feet. You know, the, the things that you think about when you're little, you know, I thought, looked at his feet and I was like, he has feet. He's walking, you know, and I was looking at it and I said, I wonder where he's walked. I wonder where he comes from, where he's coming from. Like, I remember those thoughts. And then I was just observing the rest of his body, you know, and I remember seeing the hair on his arms, you know, and his, his trimmed beard, you know, it wasn't like super trimmed, but like just, you know, was you know, he had a beard, you know, and his hair was long about down to his shoulders, brown hair. And he wore like jeans, you know, just like jeans or whatever. And a white shirt, white t-shirt, you know, and it was him. And I just, you know, and he just smiled so kind, so, so kind. And, um, hi, Joanna. I know I love to Jesus too. And so, my heart was just pounding and I just felt like this pool of love like I've never felt before. Like this huge pool of love, you know, and that he would be my best friend forever. Like no one would ever take the place of Jesus. He will always be my best friend, you know. And um, so then he kind of walks up to me and, you know, I'm this little boy sitting on my couch and... I'm looking up at him, you know, I'm just looking up at him, you know, cause I'm sitting, I'm not on my couch, on my bed, I'm sorry. And, uh, he was so strong. Jesus just picked me up. Hi, Brenda. Jesus just picked me up, uh, and held me really tight, like so tight that I couldn't move out of his arms. Like Jesus held me so tight. I couldn't move out. I couldn't even wiggle. There was no way I could get out from under his arms. And, um, so as I, you know, as I am just kind of waiting there, um, just kind of, just kind of waiting, you know, as Jesus was just holding me and hugging me, um, he takes me and then he lays me down on my bed and I'm resting on his chest and I started to feel Jesus's heartbeat. Oh wow, 22 hours. All right, England, UK, London, London. We love you. We love you. We love you. Um. Yeah. Hi, Mary. Good to see you. Awesome, Joanna. So I'm laying there on Jesus's on Jesus's chest, and his heart is just beating, really beating, really. And, and I could hear it. It was so loud. And every time I think I would try to move to get up, Jesus would just hold me tighter, and, you know? And then he just, then I remember his words. He said, just rest right here, you know? And so then I did, I just rested. I just closed my eyes and I just rested right on his chest. He was so soft. Um, oh, awesome. Awesome. Thanks. He was so, so soft. Jesus was so soft. And I remember his bat, his hands rubbing my back. And then um, he said to me, Micah, I will always be your friend. I will always be there for you. I will always play with you. I will always play video games with you. I will always talk with you. I will always walk around the block with you. He was saying all these things that I love doing to 11-year-old boy, 
you know, everything that he wa- everything that I wanted in a friend, he Jesus saying, I'll do that with you. I'll play GI Joe's with you. He was just saying that over these things to me. You know, he says, I like watching you play Street Fighter. I like watching you uh, watch Saturday morning cartoons. He says, I love being around you, Mike. And he says, anytime you want to come and lay on my chest, I don't care how old you are. Anytime you want to come and lay your head on my chest, you can do that. He says, I am always, always, always here for you. Awesome, Joanna. Very cool. And to me, that was Jesus. That's Jesus, the person who's always there for you, always around, always your friend, always want to talk to you, always want to spend time with you. He'll never leave you. Literally, he's never going to leave you ever, 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 you know, and that became a reality to me. You know, Jesus, who is Jesus? Oh, yeah, he's my king, the one I lean my my head on, lean my head on his chest, you know, and so. um, Hi, Shirley. You know, so I'm resting on Jesus's chest, you know, and I remember his breathing, guys, his breathing, the breathing of Jesus is so real. It's like, uh, it's like, yes, he is exactly Elizabeth. Exactly. You know, he, he, his breathing was just so peaceful, you know, and I felt so supported. I felt so protected. It was awesome. And exactly. Hi. Hey, buddy. Exactly. He was being my brother. My brother. My big brother. You know, and the one who protects me, the one who looks after me, the one who's who play with me. I mean, like, it was incredible. You know, and so that's where Jesus and I's story began. You know, after a while, I just fell asleep on his chest. And when I woke up, you know, he was gone. And when I woke up in the morning, Jesus was gone. You know, um, well, he was there, but, you know, he wasn't manifesting right there, you know. And so that's that was my first time seeing Jesus um, having a visitation of him, you know, awake. And I wanted to see him again. You know, I wanted to see him again. I, I wanted to feel guys. This is this is this feeling has never left. Even I, I'm 28 now. Um That feeling never left. I wanted to feel his chest again. I wanted to feel my face on his chest again. Like, and I still, I still desire that more than anything. Like when I'm worshiping him and loving on him, all I can, all, all, all I can feel is that moment of when that security of resting my head on his chest. You know, being in that place of intimacy where I could just hear his heartbeat. Like, that's all I can think about sometimes when I'm worshiping him. It's just like, oh, I just want to lean on your chest. I just want to rest on my friend, on my brother, on my king. You know? And, you know, there's nothing that replaces that. And even when I see him today, you know, the first thing I do is I put my head on his shoulder. I put my head on his chest. And we have our times together. We have our moment together. But that shaped me. And ever since then, I wanted to talk about that moment and share that moment with other people. You know? I'm so glad you guys want that. Yes, Cherie, his beating heart. Yeah. So cool. I love that. So eventually, um, you know, the Lord kept 
Jesus kept visiting me. There were other times where Jesus, um, oh, that's so cool, Joanna. Jesus sings you songs. That's wonderful. That's really cool. Um, there are times where, you know, you know, after that moment where Jesus would show up, you know, into my room and sometimes he'd be in a white robe and sometimes he looked just like a normal kind of guy, you know, still Jesus, but just wearing different things, you know, and, um, I remember one time on this, these first moments with Jesus where he would come into my room and he, and I would be sitting on, you know, sitting on the ground, just reading my Bible and he would come and he would sit right in front of me. And he would just look right at to me, right into my eyes, just right into my eyes, you know? And, um, I remember he would just, he would just look at me and then he would take my hands and he would put them on his face because he wanted me to, to feel him, just to feel him, to touch him, you know? And so he's sitting right in front of me and I just put my hands on his face and I just felt the beard. I remember going across his beard and then feeling his eyebrows and I would put, put my hand on his hair and his ear, you know, like just by his ears, then on his mouth, you know, and then I went, would, would go down, you know, go down where his neck was and then uh, he, he, I would feel his chest and I would see the hair on his chest. You know, Jesus is hairy. <laughs> you know, I feel the hair on his chest. You know, then I would go towards his arm, you know, and everything. And then Jesus would just smile at me and he would say, Micah, I am real. I'm very real. I'm alive. I'm very real. And then he said to me, I want you to tell my people. You know, I was probably around 12 years old. He said, I want you to tell my people that I'm real and that I'm alive, you know, and I'm a real person and they can really talk to me and, and I will talk to them, but I'm alive and I'm very real. He said, sometimes they don't treat me as a real person. They treat me as a memory or they'll treat me as, you know, just as a thought. He says, but I'm actually a real person, Micah. And I want my children to know. Isn't that amazing? I love that. To me, that is just powerful. See, as you can see, this is the start of how Behold Wonder was beginning. You know? And um, then Jesus would just... he Sometimes he would kiss my forehead. And in the midst of him kissing my forehead, he would turn into these million balls of light and fly up into the air and disappear. You know, he was just so cool. Jesus was just so cool. He's amazing. So he would just tell me, tell them, tell my people that I'm real. I'm very real. Dustin! So, love that. Uh, so, you know, then eventually time goes on. And uh, one day, this is the first, then I, I have to meet the father for like in a visitation for the first time. And Jesus comes into my room. And holds my hand and Jesus, hi, Dusty. Jesus holds my hand. And as he's holding my hand, um, he says to me, I want you to see your father. I want you to see the glory of your father. And I thought, oh, my goodness. You know, I was, I was still 12 years old. And the Lord Jesus just moves his hand across the wall. Because I was my bed, I was laying in bed, and my bed was against the wall. So he moved his hand, you know, over the wall, and then the walls just disappear. 
and then I see this huge, massive, white, brilliant light throne. And I'm looking right into the face of God, and I thought I was going to die because, you know, we have this idea that no one can see God and live. Um, so, you know, I see this, this face, the, the face of God and these eyes of fire, you know, and, um, as I'm looking at that, I, the, the almighty God, my father just starts to explode with glory, literally just starts to explode with glory. Boom. And he would say, I'm the Lord God who heals and boom, I'm the Lord God who restores all things. And he would explode. Boom. I'm the Lord God, your shepherd. I'm the Lord God, your healer. Boom. You know, he would just kept saying things over and over, declaring who he is. And he would look at me intensely and explosions of these glory was just so overwhelming that I was, I was holding on to Jesus. And I felt like this massive force was just, was just like, oh, I don't know how to explain it. It was just this massive force of power. And I remember I had a big, uh, a big um, trash bin of Transformers. That's just where I put my Transformers. It was a trash bin. And it was causing my trash bin to shake. And my Transformers were popping out of the trash bin. Everything shook. The whole room shook. Everything shook. Um, so it was, it was so intense just so so intense and um then he then the father said i am the lord god your father he says and i desire to be with you and i want you to tell my people that i desire to be with them and tell them what i'm like and then after he said that everything just disappeared real quick really really fast and boy it was intense it was intense and I'm shaking I remember I was just shaking and then Jesus just squeezes my hand and then um, he smiles and he says you're gonna have more of these he says you're gonna have a whole lot more of these you're gonna see your father a whole lot more you're gonna see me a whole lot more and you're gonna tell people about them and I said wow and he says and then he says I'm gonna take you to heaven and you're going to see heaven too. He didn't take me at that moment. It was some time later. Um, when I was 15. The father. I mean. It's just indescribable. I, I can't tell you. The begin to tell you. The facial features of the father. I mean like. You, he has a face. He has eyes, nose, hands, ears, mouth. He has all those things. But it's just. I. I I can't begin to describe how wonderful and beautiful he is. It's just, it's crazy. It's it's so amazing. Just so amazing. You know, the face of God is just, it is so much love. It is so much power. It's so much gentleness and kindness, so much wisdom, so much strength. It's just beyond anything you can imagine. I mean, he has the most beautiful, fiery eyes, the father does. And his hair is just so awesome, so white and so full of life. And it's got gold in it. Like the father's face is just, oh, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to fully describe to you his face. I mean, like, it's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know, and it's absolutely amazing. It's incredible.
you know. So after Jesus tells me he was going to take me to heaven someday, um, he turns around, he leaves, and he turns back around. He says, and, oh, you're going to start seeing angels too. He says, they've been coming to you, but you're going to start seeing more and having more conversations with him. Then he leaves. Um, so about, you know, I was having angel encounters, you know. Hello, hello. Hi, Ellie. Hi, everybody, all those who are joining. And so Jesus just disappears. Um, and, you know, two years go by and I'm having angelic visitations and they would come and they would talk to me. And, oh, yeah, Tammy, he's huge. But, like, he's so relatable. The father is so relatable. He's massive, but then he could be the size of a person. I mean, like, it's, it's just, oh, it's indescribable. Yeah, exactly, Kendra. That's right. That's how he was preparing me. You know, and so uh, two years went by talking to angels. And then um, I, re I remember I was just, hey, Jesse, I was praying. Um, my parents trained us all in living a lifestyle of prayer, you know, and um, all my siblings. And so I would go down to the Holy Spirit Christmas tree room. That's what we called it. And I would just lay on my back and I would just talk to the Lord. And I, and I remember I'm laying on the ground and suddenly I feel like a pool and just like a quick pool. Just a real big pool. And yeah, you're right, uh, Bernadette. He does adapt in size. Um, okay, Linda, have fun. Have a good time. Have a good time at church. Enjoy it. And so, yeah, so I remember feeling this pool, uh, and it was so intense that I, I just rolled over onto my face. And as I roll over to my face, um, Jesus, I, well, I roll over to my face and suddenly I'm standing on the sea of glass or laying, I was laying face on the floor on the sea of glass. And I remember hearing all these sounds, all these sounds, and I'm looking around, the, you know, and my head is up, you know, because I'm looking around, I see all these sounds. And then I see again that big, huge, white throne. Um... This huge white throne that I saw. Remember when I was you know, uh, 12? And there's God again. And I thought, oh my gosh, there he is again. Oh, you know, and I, I, I was like, oh, this is so intense. Oh, you know, and I put, put my head down and I, I look up again and I see uh, a person walking towards me. And I knew it was Jesus. And this time Jesus is in brilliant light. Like Jesus is in this glory, you know, and off of him were like streams of color, of fiery color, which is coming off of him. Like, you know, on the 4th of July, when you see those fireworks of colored lights, that go like that, you know, like a like that was what was coming off of him. These colorful, fiery lights. Oh, it was just so beautiful. And I saw him step out of the Father. Jesus just stepped out of the Father. And um, I'm, I'm just blown away. And, uh, you know, and he starts walking towards me. And each step from Jesus 
emitted colors, these waves of colored light, just these waves of colored light. And as, um, as I, you know, I can only hold my head up and I would drop it for a second because the glory of God was just so intense. The glory of the Lord was just so intense. And so eventually Jesus got up, you know, his feet were standing in front of where my head was. And I was able to look out and see his feet. His feet were like bronze fire, you know, and he had the holes in his feet and all this light was coming out of him. And I remember I put my hand over the holes of his feet and I could feel them. I could feel it. Oh, guys, I'm serious. Nothing compares to this, just his glory, just, just the glory of the Lord. You know, and um, Jesus knelt down. I remember he knelt down and he put his face on my head. And his lips were resting on my head. And he said to me, Micah, what can I do for you? And I remember thinking, like, why is he asking me this question? He's the king of kings. He's the lord of lords. I, like, I was thinking, like, what can I do for him? Like... <sighs> I said, uh, what, what can I do for him? I'm thinking like, why is he asking me this? And he heard my thoughts. And Jesus said to me, he said, if you want to understand me, he says, you have to understand that I am a servant. And he says, and if I'm going to send you out, if I'm going to send you out to talk to people about me and about my heart and about my glory, he says, you have to know me as a servant among the people. And I want to send you out as a servant to the church. I want to send you out as a servant to the church, as a servant unto me, a friend of God. And he says, and I want you to serve my people. He says, a prophet, a real prophet, Micah, serves the body of Christ. He says, and I want you to do that. And I thought, well, now... I had, I, now that just overwhelmed me. I, I, he, I didn't understand that. And he says, I, so I, when, I, when I bring you here, Micah, I want to bring you here to the heavenly realms. I want to bring you here as a friend. I want to bring you here as my friend. I thought that was incredible. Yes, having a servant's heart. Amen, Tracy. That's right, Tammy. Feet washers. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So that was one of my. That was my first heaven trip. When I was in heaven, heavenly world, heavenly realm. And I just, um, I never, you know, to me that encounter still gets to me, you know. And I always check my heart, like, am I being a servant right now? You know, am I, um, yeah, that's right, Cherie. Am I serving the people? Am I serving God's people? Or am I just trying to be a prophet? Or am I just trying to be a revelator or a seer or something? You know, am I serving? Because when Jesus came to earth, he served. He left all that glory 
you know, all that glory to be a servant. You know? So, I want to do the same thing. I want to be a servant to the body of Christ. That's right, Kendra. So, to some of you, you know, who God feels like, if you feel like you're called to be a prophet, let me just challenge you guys. Um, uh, be a servant. Be a servant. You know, and love his people. Really love them. Really love God, the church. Really love the people. And serve them while you can. Wash their feet. You know, be the last. Be the least. You know. Be the least. So I encourage you with that. Be a servant to the people. Prophets, be a servant. You know, he told me when we were walking around... Um, Oh, thanks, Mary. <laughs> Even now, when we were walking around in that heavenly place, Jesus, you know, we clung together. We just kind of walked around the throne room. And Jesus said to me, he looked at me, he said, Micah, he said, it's very important. He said, you're not a prophet up here. He said, you're not a prophet up here. And I looked at him and he said, you are a prophet on the earth for a season. He said, but up here, you are my friend. You are a son. And he said, prophets aren't needed up in heavenly places. And he says, and it's hard for me to show prophets heavenly places because they approach me as a prophet, they approach revelation as a prophet instead of as a friend. He said, Micah, I reveal my revelation to my friends. Did you guys understand that? Especially you prophets. I really want to talk to you guys right now. And any, this could be for anyone. But anyone who feels like God has called them to be prophets, listen to me. Listen to me. You are a friend of God. You're a friend. And on the earth, you serve as a prophet. You know, on earth, you serve as a prophet, but in heaven, you don't. Yeah, that's right, Elizabeth. That's right, Kendra. That's right, Brenda. In heaven, you're the Lord's friend. So get this, you want to grow in revelation, you want to see the most wonderful things and hear God tell you the most awesome stuff, he tells his friends that. He tells his friends the secrets. He tells his friends secrets. And those who love him with all of their heart, he will reveal his ways to them. 
So I encourage you, your identity and who you are forever is a son, daughter of God, a friend of God. And out of that place of being a friend, the Lord speaks to you and then you become, if the Lord has called you as a prophet, you become a prophet to the people. But you've got to get the first things right. See, that's what I learned on that day. Those, like I said, those early encounters are sometimes the most important ones. Really, they are. Are the most important ones because they shape you into what God is trying to shape you into what he is asking you to be on the earth. And so I hold on to those first encounters like crazy because that is what really set me forward on what God was wanting me to do. And so as Jesus and I were walking around, he looked at me with these eyes of such sweet love. And, he, and I could tell it hurts his feelings when we approach Jesus as a prophet. When we approach Jesus as a prophet, it hurts his feelings. Because to him, you're his friend. And we're trying to be other stuff, other things. And we think because we see all these revelations, we got to be a prophet. No. See, my prayer... Mm-hmm, that's right, Ed. My prayer right now is that the Lord will raise up a company of real friends and real prophets. Okay? These prophets are friends of God. They're a prophet, a servant to the people, and they're friends of Jesus. They're just his friends. These are the ones that go and just rest with him. They go and just lean on his chest. They're the ones that just be around him because they just love being around him. Oh, good question, Shuri. Well, like sometimes we approach him because we want information. We approach him to get the latest revelation. See, there's this thing that goes around in the prophetic movement that the Lord is not liking. Is that we treat hearing revelation like it's a competition. We treat hearing revelation, getting the latest revelation like it's a competition. I got to be up to par. We start trying to evaluate ourselves, evaluate ourselves based on the prophet next to us, to our right or to our left. And so then we approach the Lord as if, uh, as just, a, as, as just a, a, a spring of information. Sometimes we ask, God, what is on your heart for the wrong reason? And I've had the Lord say that to me before. I remember one time I went into heaven and I was walking around the garden and I saw Jesus and we hugged. And then I said, Jesus, what's on your heart? And then he looked at me and tears came down on his face and he said, you don't mean that. Imagine Jesus saying that to you. He said, you don't mean that. You don't really care what's on my heart. 
And then this silence just came into, uh, just this revelation. And then Jesus said, why would I tell you? He says, if you really want to know, he, he, he's like, if I really, if you really want to know, you would really want to know. He's like, you, you don't really care. He says, all you want to do is have the latest revelation. That's right. That's right, Mary. So I warn you guys, you prophets, man, keep your hearts in check. Yeah, that's right, Sheree. I cried for days. <laughs> so you're not alone. <laughs> Sheree, you are not alone. I cried for days. And the Holy Spirit was speaking to me during that time. He was just like, Jesus knows. He, he knows when someone's really being a friend to him and when someone's not. You know, so I challenge you, you prophets, stop being, you know, if some of you are, stop being in competition with each other. You know, when you go to Jesus, go to him because you're his friend. You know, stop trying to get the latest word of knowledge. You know, he just wants to be your friend. That's all. That's all Jesus wants is to be your friend. So, <laughs> that's right, no competition. No competition. So, as you guys know, um, the Lord, yeah, the Lord will speak to your your calling on the earth. You know, that's right. Satan was cast out, Elizabeth, out of heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the Lord will speak to you, your heart about your calling. You know, He will put fire and passion in your heart about your calling. You know, so just find out what you're passionate about. That's right. That's right, Cherie. So I hope this encourages you guys. Um, that this, um, yeah, that this really encourages you because Jesus wants real friends. He really wants real friends. Uh, so that's what those earlier visitations taught me about. Um, and that was early heaven trips. And that's what Behold Wonder is about. Behold Wonder is a, is a servant-based ministry. It's about showing others who Jesus is like, what Jesus is like, who the Father is, the Holy Spirit, who he is, you know. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's not a ministry of glamour. It's not a ministry of, oh, look, Micah Turnbow has seen these latest visitations. It's nothing of that. It's about Jesus Christ being glorified. You know, it's about others falling in love with Jesus and knowing who he truly is. Isn't that cool? 
Yeah, Seer can, yes, definitely be an evangelist. So I really, those of you who are following me on my Facebook page or profile or blog, um, that's right. Good job, Sarah, uh, Elizabeth. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we'll pray. Um, yeah, I'll pray for you guys. But uh, those of you who follow me and things like that on my page and whatever, who even give financially into Behold Wonder. So when, um, so now you know what you're sowing into. Now you know whether it's prayer or financial or just, you know, intercession, whatever. My team, even my team that, that, that helps me with Behold Wonder, you know, that is what they are pouring their heart into. It's, it is not a ministry of glamour. It is not a ministry of, of, you know, putting Micah first or any of that type of thing. It's all about Jesus Christ being glorified. That's right. And anybody who, who, who partners with me, that's what you're giving into. The name of Jesus being glorified in the earth. The name of Jesus being spread and glorified into the earth. You know, that is, that is my heart. I want Jesus to be glorified. And those, who's, those who partner with me, those who minister with me and behold wonder, that is what they're doing. We are becoming low. I want to be the lowest. You know, I want to be the lowest. I want to wash feet. You know, I don't, that's what I want to do. And when I saw Jesus that day on the sea of glass, you know, and I, and he, all of his glory, and I saw him become a humble servant, even to this person on this, on the floor, he asked, what can I do for you? So if you're a prophet, prophetic person, a pastor, teacher, evangelist, apostle, what can you do for the body of Christ? You know? So, anyway, I'm going to pray. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, Jeanette. So, I'm going to pray for you guys. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, I thank you for conviction. And I thank you for your word. I just really feel the Lord's heart because this is something that he really, really wants. Sometimes when I feel it, it's like, oh, it's like this heavy ache in my soul, a heavy ache in my spirit. Because he wants that for each of you. The Father wants that for each of you. He wants friends for each to be, He wants to be your friends. He wants your friends. He wants to be your friend. <laughs> he wants your friends too. <laughs> But I feel that, that achingness in my heart. And I just... Um, cool, Elizabeth. Yeah, message me. Um, I just want us to grasp that. So in the name of Jesus, Lord, here are your friends. Here are your friends. Here are your friends. Here are your friends. Lord, receive your friends right here, God. Even the ones that are watching right now. Jesus, I feel that ache again, just like when I was, when I walk with you in the garden, you know, I feel that ache in my heart, that this is a desire, a desire that you really want. You want your friends. 
and you have no interest in being used. Your heart matters, Jesus. I just want everyone to say who's watching this, just say, Jesus, your heart matters. Just like how he tells us, your heart matters. I want us to say to Jesus right now, Jesus, your heart matters. Jesus, your heart matters. Jesus, your heart matters. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. So Holy Spirit, continue to convict us when we stray away. When we stray away from your, our first love. Let us not leave our first love, God, for anointing. I remember Jesus said to me, he held my face and he said to me, and his tears were in his eyes. He said, Micah, and I could feel the aching on his heart. He said, Micah, so many of my friends have left me for an anointing. Did you get that? He said, Micah, so many of my friends have left me for an anointing. Because they thought that having an anointing was better than spending time with me. I don't want to leave you, Lord, for an anointing. I don't want to leave you, Lord, for an anointing. I want you, Jesus. I want you, Jesus. We want you, Jesus. We want you, Jesus. So, prophets, don't leave Jesus for an anointing. Apostles, teachers, pastors, evangelists, worship leaders, children's pastors, whatever you are, don't leave him for an anointing. So this is how Jesus feels. That's how he feels. Well, Yep. Awesome. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I don't want to be in that that I wrote that's written in my journal a hundred times where I say, Jesus, I don't want to leave you for an anointing. Yeah. If you guys, if you've done that in your heart, if you, I'm being real with y'all. I want you to be real. If that's happened in your heart, um, repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you. And he will. 
I've had these hard conversations with him, face to face, in the eye, where he would tell me these things. So, um, dialogue with the Lord on this. Check your heart. Dialogue with the Lord and check your heart. The joy of the Lord, Cherie, is, is interesting. Um, that's one of the number one ways that we destroy the works of the enemy is the joy of the Lord. So the, the enemy likes to put that d doubt and unbelief in people because laughter and joy is actually what um, really depowers Satan in, in people's lives. Okay, Joy of the Lord is powerful. So he just puts all this doubt and makes it all creepy and weird for people when really it's one of the strongest things that the church can ever operate is in the joy of the Lord. Because it talks about the oil of gladness being poured out on Jesus' head. You know, so Jesus has the oil of gladness all over him. And we're supposed to have that oil of gladness, that oil of joy all over us. Oh, you're welcome. That's right. That destroys the enemy. Cool. Well, guys, God bless you. Love you all super much. Um, if you have not uh, subscribed to my blog, you can at beholdwonder.com. Um, I also have a podcast. You can listen to some of my podcasts there, some of my throne room talks and other cool stories. This will probably be turned into a podcast soon um, where you can download it and listen to it again. Um, but I love you guys, and thank you so much for being friends of God. Thank you so much for your support and prayers. You know, for giving and sowing into this ministry. You guys rock. I I love you guys so much. And because you guys do that, because you sow and give into the ministry, it allows me to be able to travel and go to these places, you know, coming up. You know, and thank you guys so much just for for sowing into what God wants, you know, to do on the earth. Um you know, so, uh, oh, my uh, Bible videos, yes, um, those are on my YouTube channel. So check out my YouTube channel, um, at, and you can find re the, the, the um, videos up there called Read the Word with Micah. Um, and uh, I only have two right now. Um, but, yes, so um, love you guys so very much. You're awesome. You're, you're great. You're the Lord's friend. And if some of you are interested in, in wanting to sow into Behold Wonder, you can do that. You just go to the website, hit the Give button and the PayPal. It's through PayPal, and you can do that. But uh, I just wanted to share you guys. Thanks, Dustin, for putting um, – For I want to thank you guys so much for your blessings and your prayers and your prophetic words you've been giving me. Some of you have given me some amazing words of encouragement. Oh my gosh, and they have been spot on, you know, and thank you so much for hearing the Lord. Thank you guys so much for, for praying for me and speaking life into me. And it's so awesome. I'm so grateful. So love you guys very much. And this went on for longer than what I thought. <laughs> um, you guys have a blessed day. Be the Lord's friend. He's awesome. Bye.